This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And yes, I am saying that correctly, I believe. (laughs) Am I doing that right, Jeff? Yes. Yes. Okay. A whole discussion about salmon, how to say the last salmon, name. Salmon, salmon. We'll try pibbers, pibass. Right. Payday, <laughs> just, you know, call me whatever. I was clean growing up. That's what my teachers call me. Jason oh, Clean? Jason, Jason no, Clean. Yeah, 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 that's good. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Man, what a, what a crazy week we've had. First of all, welcome back to spring. Glad yeah. you could come. Oh, yeah. You know how we have nice? that uh, Christmas in so, July. Have you ever done that? Christmas in July. It yeah, yeah. Like Mar- now we've got July at Christmas. Well, right. hey, you know, our, our, our polar bear, uh, we, we do a polar bear ride oh, you know, on the motorcycles. And right. I think it's supposed to be 70. Oh, right. sweating. <laughs> and this weekend, so. So we polar bear ride in shorts. Yeah. We had to get some bags of ice or something. Right. It was funny. I was watching a weather report this morning about South Dakota, and apparently they're under 90 feet of snow this morning. And I thought, I just want to send something to someone I know up north and say, hey, it's 75 here today. Well, maybe maybe we can, you know, melt some of their snow so we fill the river back up. Well, um, uh, Pam, anything going on this week that you've accomplished? Any any little thing around the house that you've gotten to fix? Well, actually, I wanted to talk about part of what we've started doing in in my company is some consulting work on repairs for folks. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we problem solve. So people live in their house, and they're having a problem. They'll give us a call. And we have a project that we finished up down in Brookhaven, and I'm so pleased with how everything worked itself out. But these folks had an air conditioning system put in like six or seven years ago. Uh And subsequent to that, they started growing things on the wall and ceilings, and it was Uh a mess. It was a mess. So we went down there and— did a inspection for them to get kind of the full lay of the land, and right. we talk. We call ourselves the general practitioner, right? All right, and then you send them to the specialist, right? Well, then we try to work with them to find a contractor, and we help them negotiate that contract, and right. then we check the work. And so, uh, middle of last week, I went in to check the work, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, and I was like, hold that last payment. Because right. we, we need to get something fixed, and to the to the contractor's credit, to this to this particular company, they were they were on it. Johnny on the spot. They were on it, Good. and they came in and um, and fixed the, and addressed the the issues that we had. And mm-hmm. so everybody, it's a happy ending for everybody. Really, I was <laughs> I was so pleased with with how that worked out for these folks. Now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because we're not going to know if everything that we did, and it was extensive work, 
um, once it starts getting warm again, which is this whether week, this is all going to work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the humidity in their house and, and folks, you can buy a humidity detector or you can get mm-hmm. a thermostat that will tell you. But if you're the humidity in your home, which is the amount of moisture in the air is consistently over 65 degrees, you got problems. Hang on. 65 degrees. I mean, 65 percent. OK, 65 percent. If you if your humidity is over 65 percent. You need to do something about you that. You do because um, microbial growth. Mm-hmm. As needs, Jeff says, we yes, can't say mold on the show. Microbial growth <laughs> needs three things. Mold's not covered. Yeah. Mold's not covered. Yeah. <laughs> microbial growth. There are three things uh, for microbial growth to have a party uh-huh. in your house. You got to have a water source, mm-hmm. okay, which could be an air conditioning system that's not working correctly. Easily. Because yeah. yeah. conditioning air is drying the air out. So you got to have constant water. You have to have humidity mm-hmm. above 65% because mm-hmm. it loves it. Because now you've got, not only do you have moisture in the substance, you got moisture in the air. Right. Okay. And if it's stagnant air, it's even better. So in your walls. Oh, good. <laughs> so that's where the stagnant air is. And then the last thing is going to be uh, something to chew on. So sheetrock or wood or something that it right. can kind of live on. So we had all three of those going on in this uh, property, and I think we have uh, really moved beyond that at this point. I'm real pleased with everything that's going on down there. Very cool. Jeff, is there anything that uh, uh, you've run around the house to fix recently? Um, at my house? Uh-huh. Um, Jeff yeah. runs away from no, these things. No, <laughs> we did. We did do some work. I remember we did some gutter work. and um, Were you on a ladder? No. 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 I no. recommend no one <laughs> be on, on the ladder, ladder. Right. Unless, yeah. unless you do that for a living. Unless and, you got right. some insurance that'll cover that. <laughs> well, you know, we've got a and and I was very pleased with my painters. We've got a a uh, pool house um slash mother in law's wing that we're building. Mm-hmm. And it's got a big, tall, vaulted ceiling with a wood beam in the center and some other beams coming off of it. So I went by there before we did the show this morning just to check my, my jobs. And uh, sure enough, we had a extension ladder on each side of the beam with a person on each side of the beam um, painting, getting ready to paint the ceiling. Well, then on the bottom of each ladder was someone holding the ladder. Oh, wow. So it was, you know, we had... We had OSHA would have passed you right? and yeah. said yes. You know, so, you know, we even though um, we want things done quickly, we mm-hmm. want things done safe. Yeah. So, oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. Especially on your property. Well, oh. yeah, and, and too, and now I'm telling you, if, if, if you are not familiar with a ladder, don't get on them. True. Yeah. Um, that is true. You have to have some confidence on a ladder, too. If That's you, right. If you don't, it'll be it'll be even worse. Well, you can shake some, yourself off. There's some knowledge that goes with that, too, because ladders are supposed to be put up at a specific angle. That's right. Right. You know, and so we we go over that all the time. And whenever I'm training and, and then, you know, people. have your non skid pads on yes. the bottom. Ooh, and, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And you don't put it up over a window. I right. mean, they're just certain things right. that. <laughs> All right, let's not let, uh, make Jim wait too long. Let's go to Jim and Jackson's got a foundation repair issue. What's going on, Jim? Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, yeah, I'm having foundation issues, and uh, I took your advice. I hired a structural engineer who came out and did a survey and uh, rendered a report. Good. Um, 
now I'm ready to send it out to several foundation repair people yep. to solicit bids. Um, there are lots of people in the metro area who claim to be foundation experts. How do I go about determining who's qualified and who's not? Man, that is such a good question. This guy, um, you're doing your due diligence. Thank you, Jim. I, this is yeah, awesome. And I, hey, this is a great question. I'm glad you brought it up. We do a a lot of foundation repair after the fact, meaning um, after the foundation contractor has come in and and completed their work, then we come in and do the, you know, redo the floors or the sheetrock or point up the brick. Um, I would, I would, Jim, I would rely heavily on my structural engineer. And let me let me tell you what I mean by that. We, in fact, we do most of the work for a um, foundation insurance um, company here in town, and I use a particular engineer, and he will tell me he'll say, Jeff, on this particular job, we want to use Company X, and I'll ask him why, and he'll say, Well, this company is a lot more familiar with the way we're going to jack this house up. With uh, are we putting in a French drain? Are we putting in, you know, do we have drainage issues? All kind of things come into play. So I rely heavily on my structural engineer. Is uh, your structural engineer local, Jim? Did we lose him? Uh, Jim, are you with me? Yeah, y'all dropped out for a second. Oh, oh, okay. Are you? Did you hear what Jeff said about the uh, structural engineer and relying on him or her? I'm sorry, we got a really bad connection. Yes, we do. I tell you what, Jim, uh, make sure, you know, you can go ahead and hang up. Jeff's going to let you yeah. know again. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, okay. You Thanks. should. Thank you. I really, I yeah. really appreciate your help. Okay, yes, sir, Jim. Jim. Th- thanks for calling. Um, okay. Um, if you, you need to rely on your structural engineer. Right. Call your they, engineer yeah, back. They They know what company is going to best fit that scope of work. All right. All right, let's uh, keep on moving. Ann is on the line in Utica. What's going on, Ann? Well, I needed to know when your heating unit is in a closet inside your house. Mm-hmm. And when I open up the door, you can see straight up in the air, in the uh, attic. Yeah. Does that hole have to be there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we shouldn't see the attic. Well, you can. I mean... But what you have to remember is your, let me just ask this, is your unit a gas unit? Is it burning gas to no. heat? No, it's electric. Oh, yeah, huh. seal the hole. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can well, seal that up. No, she's talking about when you open up that closet door, that heater door from downstairs. Yeah, yeah, she's talking about a closet, yeah. and then yeah. whenever you look up in the closet, you can see the attic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you yeah, can seal I that up. Right. Now, if it was gas and you had a flu going up, yeah. then you've got to have combustion air for that unit to burn. Um, and there are some strategies to help with that. But if it's electric, no, you can you can seal that son of a gun up. Yep. Good, because the guy that built our house, he left holes everywhere up in the attic. And so we've been up there filling them up, covering them with uh, insulation. Okay, wait a minute now. What... What explain some of those holes? Well, one hole, well, this one had to be there because we had a wood burning insert in our fireplace. 
Okay. So we removed that. We removed that, and now, now we just filled that hole up. We didn't okay. fill it up. We just covered it. I got you. Okay. Well, and just, uh, go ahead. Well, let's talk about holes in the attic. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things that you have to understand about air transfer. And this is okay. some of what was going on with our folks down in Brookhaven. If you have the envelope of the house in new construction, what they will do, and, and Jeff, can he'll jump in here as well, is we're trying to seal holes that might transfer air between the living area of the house and the attic. Right. And you can't do that with insulation. You're still going to have air transfer. You have to do it with a some type of a foam or a poly product. Um, because all you're going to do by putting insulation on top of it is allow that air conditioning system, when it comes on, to pull insulation particles pull through the fibers. into the house. And it's just going to be real dusty and nasty on the inside of the house. So there are some actually great articles online that are put out by the... Um, you know, and this came up before, but the government actually has some articles on sealing the envelope. Um, okay. When you get into doing that, though, you have to be careful because you can seal it up too much. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's a fine line there. There is, yeah. You know, we, we get calls all on a regular basis that I'm up in my attic and I see daylight. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, if you're it, looking up. Right, <laughs> right. So when when you say sealing... You know, sealing up holes, uh, I'm assuming you're talking about your sheetrock and not the decking of the of the roof where the shingles are. Right. He did not deck anything over the living part of the house. He did over the carport, but not over the living part. Right. Yeah, and that's typical. Yeah, that is that is very typical. Yeah, yeah. But and we had the one we had the one hole where that was over the heating unit and then the one hole that was over where the fireplace Used to be. Mm, yeah, gotcha. And, and he put so he was going to put two by fours to lay the um, insulation on, but he put some other little things there. Yeah, two so by fours. A little bit overkill. Yeah, you can use. I mean, good grief, you could sheetrock over it if you right. wanted to. But I would, I would probably put some OSB down and throw some insulation on top of something like that. Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, thank you very much, Ann. We appreciate it. Hope that helps. Um, yeah, we're right now covering that hole over her uh, heater unit. Uh, since it's electrical, it would just be closing a hole. That's yeah, it. and you know, you got to think about what's around it, too, because I had some work done on my house uh, 15 years ago where I put in a new unit. Mm -hmm. So when they pulled it out, the walls around it weren't insulated. <laughs> oh. And I've got to have that hole because I've got to have combustion air. Right. You want your combustion air, which is what the air that allows the gas to burn, to come from somewhere outside the living envelope. Right. It's never good for it to be pulled from the inside. That's why gotcha. gas logs can be so dangerous, because they're pulling combustion air from the inside of your house. So you've got to have certain safety mechanisms on there to make sure they burn clean. Gotcha. So, yeah, I went in and insulated those interior walls and saw a huge difference. Okay. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And you can join the conversation this morning. Send an email 
to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Wanted to tell you about a new product that I saw. Hang on just a second, Bob. We're coming your way. Uh, I, I, see, I saw this on Popular Science Magazine, but scientists use quantum computing to create a glass that cuts the need for AC by a third. Now, think about that. You remember when we talked about that someone had come up with a roof, roofing or some, material. Or some paint or something. Wasn't it some a, paint? A, a couple of days. We've talked about this a few times on the show. We've talked about roofs. We've talked about paint. Mm-hmm. And now we've talked about glass all in reduction of the need of AC. It keeps it keeps the heat down. So this is the third product I've read about on the air that talks about bringing down the need for, I guess, energy consumption in air conditioning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How thick is it? Does it say? Uh, it, it, no, no, it doesn't. It says it's, uh, I've, I've looked at it. They actually have tried this. A sample of the glass coating can be seen on the University of Notre Dame. I wonder if it's a, um, I need more, I need more details. <laughs> well, it's a coating, right? So, uh, yes. It's, okay. So yes. it's like a solar reflective <clears throat> type something. Yeah, something? who knows? Yeah. yeah uh, to devise their transparent radiative cooler layer is what they're calling it, which only permits external visible light that doesn't raise indoor temperatures, thus cutting buildings' cooling costs. Sounds like it wouldn't cost much at all to do it either. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> all right. Just the verbiage of all of that sounds expensive. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. There's yeah. science for you. All right, Bob's in Memphis asking about weather stripping. What's going on, Bob? Hey, uh, I've got a zero lot line that was built around 1984, and uh, I don't mu- know much about this. And it's got the metal strips on- inside the door. I think it- I think they call that a J strip. Is that right? Yeah, with the little mm, okay, the yeah, little rubber little, thing on the yeah, end, yeah, kind of. Yeah, almost okay, like. So, being completely um, unaware of what I needed, I went into like Lowe's and bought. The uh, weather stripping that has the, uh, the the insert that you're supposed to insert it. There's supposed to be a groove in the yeah, door. Yeah, right. Yeah, the kerf. Yeah, but in this door there isn't a groove because I guess that's in new construction. So uh, of course I was trying to stick this uh, weather stripping <laughs> behind that gay metal thing, and obviously that didn't work. I couldn't even close the door. Right. But. Uh, so what is the is the easiest way just to go buy that adhesive that has I mean the weather stripping that just has the uh, adhesive back and just stick it on that's I, kind I, of a foamy product, well, and it just deteriorates yeah, I, so fast. I was going to say, don't use it if it's foam. It it won't stop any air. It barely stops any noise. Uh, you want a rubber product. Yeah, I, I think what what I'm hearing is we need to take the existing weather stripping off. Because I think it's lived its life and put some new metal weather stripping back on. Can you take take the J strip off? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that that what it's called, a J strip? You know, gosh, that 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 is such old school. I don't even know. Tell us, tell us what we're talking about, Jeff. I I call it metal weather stripping. It's a piece of metal. On the door side of that piece of metal is a little rubber gasket, uh-huh. uh, and I think I think we used to use that all the time. Maybe back in the eighties or something. Kind of like almost spring loaded. So and, and then we and then we went from yeah. that to the kerf, right? Where we 
cut a groove in our jam, if you will, mm-hmm. put our weather stripping in there, and it's much more effective. So I think your two options is take the metal off, get some new, or if you really want to do it, remove that particular door unit and get a door frame that, that will accept the kerf weather stripping. Well, and let me tell you yeah. what I did, uh, and just DIY, handyman, handy girl, whatever, right. hanging. Because I was like, I'm getting a lot of airflow coming through the edges of this door, because mm-hmm. mine was built in 58. So I took it off, and I came in and bought the new stuff. Well, obviously, we don't have the groove. That's right. what you were talking about. So I took a, um, a staple Louder. gun. Ah. Oh, and stapled it in where the, and I don't know what to call it, the the little perforated piece. Yeah. I put that in yeah. there and just stapled it in place. And so now when I shut that door, it seals really, that really sounds good. sounds so Tim the Tool Man. Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, it works. I mean, is it, does it look professional? No, it looks like I did it one weekend. No, that's awesome. <laughs> my dad would always think, tell me. I think it's right right there with MacGyver. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> like you MacGyvered it. My dad always told me you can't make it too strong. Well, you, and yeah. it works. I mean, and, and I'm the person that came in. Listen, this door is a weird height. I don't know where they got it or how. Oh, they, is it a seven it, footer? It's just yes, and it's just seven foot door. So yeah. I wanted to put a storm door on the outside because I like having the door open. Right. So I had to frame it in a little bit. So I have this really tall door and this storm door that's a foot lower. Never had anybody say anything about it. You I know love what? It. I love it. <laughs> Number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's keep on going. Will is in pedal and he's got an insulation for. Uh, Apartment conversion question. What what do you got going on here, Will? Good morning, fellas. How y'all are? Good. We good. And the girl's pretty good too. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I meant you when I said that. Uh, I got a twenty. I got a twenty by twenty building, and I converted it into a little apartment. It had exposed walls and exposed ceiling. I put insulation in my walls, boarded up my walls with plywood, and took half inch foam board. And nailed up between the rafters on the ceiling, and uh, then I put a new roof on it. But I took the ridge vent out of it because it's got e around the eaves. It's got soffit, but I still cannot do anything to keep it. I mean, keep cold air in there. You know, I mean, it's like a hot box. So I need to get some spray insulation. Now- let me ask you a question. Why did you insulate the roof rafters and not insulate the ceiling joists? It don't have it's, it's got like it's got like uh there's no ceiling joists in it. Yeah, because it's oh, a prefab. It's, it's all exposed. Yeah. Ah. Right, right. Ah. Right. It 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 had no I mean it's mm. just you look at your your yeah. it's got like three ceiling joists and you look straight to your roof. Gotcha. And wow. I'm wondering if I need to spray foam, get the spray foam and spray foam it, or do I need to put a ridge cap back in there? Well, Well, see, really what you want to do, you've got a vaulted ceiling, but you don't have a vaulted ceiling. Yeah. When we build, when we build a house with a vaulted ceiling, we have our exterior vault which is our where our shingles go and then we drop below that and we build our finished vaulted ceiling 
Is that making sense? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so well, I, 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 well, I see what you're doing. My cabin in the country is like that, but it's a weekend cabin, so I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but if I'm living in it full time, um, I guess what you're going to have to do is seal the entire envelope. Um, or, or, or it, it sounds like, I mean, is the air moving in there? I mean, if you just got a hot box, well, what, what about, what about, I mean, the, I mean, the fans moving one side to the other, I mean, old school kind of, I mean, he's, you, he's looking at decking. Yeah. How are you heating and cooling it? Well, uh, right now it's just a stand up, one of those stand up uh, units, you know, the, right. the small ones. Why don't Why don't uh, you I, just put a ceiling in it? A ceiling. It, it, there's no room to really maneuver product up there to. to okay. Uh, okay. To put a ceiling, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, yeah, I, hmm. I guess you could put a ceiling, you know. Uh, on the bottom of the four joints or the ceiling right. joints. Yeah, yeah. On on put yeah. put your ceiling at your top plate. Now you you're not gonna have a vault anymore, but at least yeah. you're gonna at least you're gonna be able to heat and cool it. Well, I wonder right. if they yeah. could do Jeff. You talk about, um, and I've always been fascinated by this, where you take the foam and just do like a one inch. You could. I mean, yeah. Now you know. Now we've now we have insulated the entire the envelope. entire thing. If it's that small. Why not do that? You can buy yeah. those guns. I think the 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 foam gun sure. and a professional can right. is like seventy five dollars. It used to be because but you're, you're going to have to you're going to have to bring in fresh air somewhere. Yeah, you're going to have to figure well, out how to get. I've got, I've got on the on the eaves. It's got a it's got soffit and it's got uh, you know. Well, but if you don't have anything have at the exit. top, yeah, it's got to have an exit. You're not getting as well. ventilation if all you've got is soffit. It's not going to vent because the hot air okay. goes up. So you got to have an exit point for it. You could come in, but you're going to have to have an air gap behind the ceiling and the and the decking. If you don't have an air gap, it's not going to vent either. But if you could create an air ga- gap, and it wouldn't have to be that much, no. and people use those baffles. He just needs to pump in fresh air. Yeah, you could put in some baffles between the decking and the ceiling and then take your soffit vent to a ridge vent, and then you sh- it should run some air through there. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, I mentioned... Uh, cupping of a hickory floor i got an email that says i have cupping in my hickory floor i have a a visqueen layer out under the house but definitely not sealed from the ground is this floor ever going to lay flat help van yep (laughs) it is going to lay flat as soon as soon as you finish as soon as you cure the moisture problem under your house Okay, so the cupping is based on moisture under the house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it curls. Curls, now what's that mean? Well, now top. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that this is, um, oh, how do we describe this on the radio? Peaking? 
Well, I'm assuming the middle is higher than the edges. There you go. Yeah, that's a cup. Um, okay. So, um, and again, it's hard to see stuff on the radio. Yeah, I like the way you say that. The middle is higher than the edges. I kind of get yeah. that. It's kind so of a crown. So when you cure, when you take care of your ventilation and your water issue under your house, I'm generalizing everything. Right. So without looking at it. When you do that, mm-hmm. your floors are going to go back to normal in most cases. So if I have this problem, and I know that you just said it can be fixed if if I if I work with this water issue underneath my home, what kind of contractor might I call to help me with that? Well, what I think I'm going to do first is probably call home inspector to come see what's going on. Yeah. Right. To, die, um, to generalize that's right. and, and look at all that's right. of it, because it could be, it could be an air conditioner that's leaking under there. It I could mean, be a plumbing look, problem yeah. leaking. It could be uh, you know, landscaping. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you you need to look at your at your home inspector as a um, kind of like your general practitioner. Mm-hmm. They need to come and oh, my elbow's real sore. Well, right. you need to go see an elbow guy right? after I come look at it mm-hmm. and tell you, mm-hmm. you know, what we think. Right. So. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thought. And Problem solve what the, because you can have, what will happen, and, and you just get so overwhelmed, you'll have an air conditioner guy say, yeah, it's an air conditioner problem. You need an air conditioner. Right. right. And you'll get a landscaping guy go, yeah, it's a landscaping problem. You that's need to right. put in a, a French drain. <laughs> well, and I will and, say and that. There, and there could be a little bit of truth in all of in it. In all of it. Right. And there is there are companies that just deal with crawl spaces. Sure. That's it. You know. Yeah. And, and, and let me just say this. And the crawl space guy is going to go, oh, yeah, it's a crawl space problem if you encapsulate. Right, right. But And that, that may very well be a solution, but it may also create another problem that's why i like the licensed inspector uh-huh. coming and looking at it it's give me something in writing <laughs> then when i take okay the recommendation is x right okay so then we go do x well it solved the problem everybody's happy right but it didn't how about if it didn't solve the problem? Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the inspector and said, "Now look, I, I did, I did what y'all recommended, and it didn't now, fix it. Now what? And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem. And this is the reason I got into what I'm doing now on the mm-hmm. consulting end, because and we literally, Jeff, did exactly what you said before I left on uh, Monday. We opened up that home inspection report and we checked off all the things that we took care of. Now we'll monitor. Yeah. To see if huh. that, you know, and if, if we have another issue that comes up, well, okay, let's go back to the report. Let's pull that. What did we talk about at that point? And i tell you something's funny to me. So we get a we get a call the other day or a text message from a client from seven months ago. Out. We never got our report. Oh, nice. And now you're telling me. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting seven, seven months, months for you to give me the, the report. <laughs> um, you know, that that uh, s- sounds like some, some of our clients, they will, they will, they'll, they'll, they'll go to the job site and look at the house through the entire build. And then when we get down to the very end, you know, something we did three months ago, Oh, I didn't want it like that. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a little late now. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there was a typo in the email, but I'm like, 
Why didn't you let us know like right <laughs> seven after? Months ago. Seven well, months. Seven hey, months. If you, it's it's like a mini storage. If you if you haven't been to your mini storage in 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 twelve months, you don't need it. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. And, and exactly. It, and, and if you're waiting on your inspection report for seven months, you don't need yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. way past right. being able to do anything with it. <laughs> All right. Going to uh, – here we go. I got an email on a crawl space. What is your opinion on closing the crawl space vents for the winter? I've read conflicting advice. Enjoy your show. Mm. Have you all – have you heard about that? Yeah. Uh, closing I see off your it all the, the time. And it used to be you, they would put them in. They I, have those little flaps on the back, and people right. would go, and, and you, there was a lever, and you could push it down and pull it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I, recommended? I don't, I don't like to close them, but man, my my crawl space experience is almost a negative number. Okay, uh, it's just not in my wheelhouse. We just don't we don't we haven't done a lot of them, but just regular old construction one hundred one. I want air movement. I, yeah. I want I want I want air moving under there. Yeah. The answer is but, it, it depends. <laughs> yeah, it really does. What, well, I on mean, what? Tell me. Well. Um, one of the things that we did here in the South that is a horrible idea is we decided we'd put our ductwork in the crawl space, uh, which is yeah. where your air conditioning goes. Right. And so now we're pumping moisture down there, basically, because it's just the, the dynamics of having ductwork in your crawl space. It's got to be put in a specific way. It's got to be sealed up a specific way. Now, north of Memphis, it's an awesome idea. People do it all the time. Right. Because now you've kind of got an enclosed space, and you can run that air. Right. But down here, we create rainstorms because the ductwork starts to sweat, right. and the water starts to drip. And, I mean, I've literally come out of a crawl space soaking wet. Not right. because the ground was wet, but because all the ductwork was soaking wet. Right. So the answer really is, is it depends. Kind of, if, kind of a, a latitude issue? Well, yeah, and just Jeff is so right. You, you've got to have, either you have to have really good air movement or you've got to have it sealed up. Completely. And you've got to have somebody who will look at it and kind of give you some ideas on that. Personally, i tell you something else I've seen people do. They risk their lives to go up on their roofs and put a black garbage bag over their right. whirly birds. Oh, yes. Don't. I've seen this. Don't. Stop it. Just Those, stop it. The, first of all, the whirly birds are just about worthless. Uh, second of all, they operate off of heat. They do not operate off well, of wind. Well, they spin for, because there's air coming up out <laughs> from well, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. They they spin when the attic heats up, and they're they're venting a very very small space. So if you have that or power a power attic vent, get rid of those and go continuous ridge vent and ridge start vent. venting your attic properly. Okay. So if back you, to the question. Yes. <laughs> crawl space oh, do, vents. Do we have a question? Yeah. yeah. The crawl the, space the crawl vents space for the winter. Oh. Personally, I would leave it open. Okay. Me too. Year right. round. I don't, I don't like it. Okay. Lewis is on the line in Hattiesburg, and he wants to ask about a foundation. What's going on, Lewis? Hey. Hey. Good morning. Morning. Uh, 22 years ago, we built a home, and it was on a raised foundation. And uh, within the first year... And I had as many foundation vents as you can put underneath the house, just about. Right. And within within the first year, I already had my insulation support starting to rust and fall down. Insulation was falling down and so on and so forth. So my contractor came back 
and we installed polyethylene not only on the ground underneath that wasn't paved in the basement, but also up the piers. Huh. And then we put in these uh, things that move air with have humidistats yep. that will suck yep. in. It sucks in moisture, but it blows it out the other side. Okay. And that didn't work at all because all you're doing <laughs> when it's real humid or if it's raining outside, those things kick on and just suck in wet air through underneath the house. Right. So I hired a um, heat and air guy that studied this for a while, and he said, all right, this is what we're going to do. We, we sealed up every one of those foundation vents. We, we took some um, foam board and some uh, pylon and some construction adhesive or whatever and sealed them up good. And then we put a dehumidifier, and it runs on a cycle. And since then, I have not had any problem. Wow. Also underneath, also underneath my house was my whatever for my heating and gas-fired heater. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a piece that kept rusting out, it seemed like, every season. And uh, that took care of that issue as well. And I haven't had a bit of problem since then. But, but it took all that, just those about three years to figure all this out. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. You've got a raised foundation in Hattiesburg. Is that I hear you right on that? That's right. Okay. And the first mistake was putting insulation in. That, because all it does is hold water. So, yeah. So getting that out of there, why would you want to insulate your floors in Hattiesburg? (laughs) Well. I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking. Okay. Um, and and I even well, tell I, people in Jackson, why do you insulate in your floors on a on a raised uh, foundation? Yeah, there's just no reason because it all it's going to do is hold water and fall down and rust and then rust out your decking and your and your floor joist. I've seen it. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Well, where's that moisture coming from, though? If, if, if I didn't have insulation, it would be still moisture in the ground. Well, yeah, you could put the um, the idea, and it sounds like what you ended up having to do was in your particular situation, given where you are and ground moisture and all that, is that you sealed it, which is a solution for some people. I mean, it 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 will work, but in another situation, it may not work because of where they are. Um, so I'm glad you found a. a, a- a way to fix the problem, and it's and it's gone away. I've never heard of wrapping the poles before. The the um, oh yeah, they do the it pile. when they seal them. The polyethylene they'll come up oh, okay, on a complete seal. They'll run that, and it, it better be a good one. Don't mm-hmm. don't go cheap oh, on this it stuff. Is. It's got the silver tape and all, and mm-hmm. I'm still walk on it. And mm-hmm. it wow, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Okay. So in your situation, and that's where I was talking about. It just depends. Right. Okay. <laughs> but the first thing I do, listen, when I crawl under a house here in the central Mississippi area, and I've gone up as far as Greenwood, Greenville, we've done some work in Philadelphia, anywhere that I go in Mississippi, and they have put bat insulation in their crawl space, the very first thing I recommend is get that out Just of pull there. pull it out. Pull okay. it out, because all you're going to do is hold water in it. Unless you want to completely seal the crawl space and then put in a dehumidifier. And you better make sure somebody is checking that dehumidifier every year. Because if it malfunctions and starts pumping water into your sealed crawl space, 
You right. have just created a, a river. <laughs> we got a hose hooked up to it, and it runs uh, out at the bottom of the basement area and out the backyard. Yeah, right. a basement in Hattiesburg. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you got some groundwater. <laughs> All right, Lewis. Thank you very much. That's a that's a pretty cool way to fix that problem. I, I I'm glad that one person that you that came across had a another idea. Well, that's you know? what Jeff was talking about earlier. I mean, you're looking at a minimum 5000 and up Yikes. to seal something like that. Wow. So think about that. If and, and that's why we're always trying to find other solutions for people right. and how to address that. All right. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Okay. wanted to go straight to an email here that, that, that I'm loving. Okay. My brother and I live in a 40- to 50-year-old house in Jackson. We're leaving the country for my brother's wedding on Christmas. Uh, Be gone for about two weeks. Can you give me a checklist to go over the house before we leave? Example, what temperature should we leave the house at? Should we cut off off the water? Yes. What do you guys think? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I I like 57, 60 degrees. Yeah, auto, anything auto. above freezing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I would leave my exterior cabinet doors open that has plumbing in it. Really? Meaning my kitchen sink is on an exterior wall. Uh-huh. Open up the cabinet doors under that. So that can get the heating from the home? So it can get the heating from well, the home. Well, another thing you can do, too, is if you're going to cut your water off, just drain your lines. The, uh, if you're going to yes. be gone, yes. I yes. mean, you don't need yes. any water in the That's house. Right. So, meaning, That's so right. meaning you're cutting it off at the street and then turning it on so that to, it will... To bleed it Turn out. on an outside faucet and bleed yeah, the line. Bleed right. That okay. way there's no water in the lines um, to freeze if, if, if we have a freeze. Yeah. Oh. If you have a tanked water heater in the attic and you have a set of pull-down stairs, pull the stairs down. Let some of that heat go up there. Right. Um, call, call if you get a newspaper, call. Don't don't let them deliver you newspaper anymore. And don't put on Facebook nor the radio that you're going out of the country in two right. weeks and you're leaving on Christmas Day. <laughs> I mean, come on. Note to thief. Oops, <laughs> right. So, tell them, tell them, tell them you're leaving. You know, like a week after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to that effect, I will say uh, we used to do this. Uh, gosh, at my house in the '80s with timers when we'd have to leave oh, for yeah, a week. I remember that. That's right. Yeah, people would yeah. put their lights on timers. Yo, you can do yeah. that with smart yeah. smart technology now. Turn your lights on and off, and it's not well, a bad idea. Shoot, you know what? I'm not. I'm <clears throat> I'm, I'm old school, but. You know, if you have a program, a Nest thermos or whatever right. that you can look at it on your phone, you pull up the weather in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh my God, it's getting down to six. Uh, Absolutely, a, a, a tw- twenty-five degrees. I better turn some heat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're awesome if you can uh, do that. You know I what? Mean, that's a that's a great point for this. But I huh? think are they renting this house or do they? I don't know. Okay. Didn't say. Okay. Um, but yeah, for two weeks. So we're going to turn the water off. Yep. We're going to open the cabinet doors that have plumbing in them on an outside well, wall. You won't have and to do that if you drain off. the lines. Yeah. Okay. If you drain your lines, you won't have to do that. But you and you want to leave your thermostat on something on the heat mm-hmm. like sixty. That way it won't. Because I go into empty houses all the time. I just and well, it's usually in the winter time. Oh, that's true. They've yeah. got them on about. You know, right? Heat sixty, so you don't have any freezing. Of and the you, lines. you said you said set your temperature at fifty something. 
57. Okay. 55, yeah. 60. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're just, not trying to keep anybody warm. No. Uh-uh. No, all you're doing is keeping things from freezing. And, too, you got your water off. So, yeah. Now, if you turn it off, okay, this is still Mississippi. If you turn that, that uh, uh, air system off uh, or keep it down to, say, 57, uh, in Mississippi, when it say 70, let's say they left yesterday, 75 degrees out today, humidity is crazy right now. It, will that temperature uh, keep keep that humidity out of there, out of the house? Well, and that's a great point. And one of the things that I was going to say is that I love a thermostat that will, and and we were working on this in Brookhaven the other day. Man, that thing was smarter than a rocket science. It was something. <laughs> is I want that fan to circulate yeah. so many minutes, and we set it to circulate at least thirty minutes out of the hour. Oh, so wow. it's always circulating the air. Right. You're not if you were gone for months. Right. Now you need to hire somebody. And you know, I got you're home only, inspector you're buddies. Gone, you're only gone a couple. Of you're weeks. gone a couple of weeks, but right. I got home inspector buddies down in Florida that they they make a living checking on properties every yeah. month for people who have investment no properties way. down there. Yeah, and they just go in. How are you not doing this yet? Well, we're not Florida. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Java Chapman but run today by Miss Liz Gill. Our call screener was Charles Arnold and Jermaine Flood is our podcast producer. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.